Ladies and gentlemen, it's Lawrence Jackson Jr., also known as the Fantasy Football Lord. You're now tuned in to the Lord Don't Lose Podcast. like that the NFL draft is over but I will say this it was good while it lasted it gave us some type of resemblance of what live sports felt like again how y'all doing folks (laughs) it's over it was great they had to do it a different way because of the COVID-19 pandemic um you got to see young dudes in, in their dreams come true. Hopefully now football can be played when it's supposed to be played and how it's supposed to be played. You feel me? So we all just got our fingers crossed for that. Cause don't nobody know nothing. Don't act like you do know something. I'll talk about that. NFL draft. Well, I mostly talk about a lot of the rookie offensive skill positions and how they'll fit in with their new teams and how to work out in fantasy football. I'll talk NFL draft grades because it's a whole lot of them things out there. NFL draft grades, some teams are graded good by this person or graded bad by that person. In reality, at the end of the day, do we really know? I don't know. I'll touch on that. And damn, just, I don't know if it came, I think it was this morning it came out. Yesterday morning, last night, whoever, y'all hearing it from me right now. I think it been and came out, but Jameis Winston is now New Orleans Saints. <laughs> Was it a good move for him? Was it a bad move for him? We'll get into that too. Matter of fact, I'll jump into that first. Jameis Winston signed a one-year deal with the New Orleans Saints to be the backup. For Drew Brees and what you call the quote-unquote Teddy Bridgewater role. Like, make no mistake, man. If if you believe that Taysom Hill is a real-ass NFL quarterback, you are sadly mistaken. I don't care about the new deal he just signed. I don't care about that. He is needed on that team for what he does. If they had to go with him for a full game, games uh, at quarterback, that would not be good for New Orleans. And if you don't believe me, go look see what he did in college as a full-time quarterback. You don't believe me? Why didn't he start the five games uh, and not Teddy Bridgewater? Because he ain't no real NFL quarterback. Not like that. That's why they got Jameis. Now, some may see this as a bad move for Jameis. I'm going to tell you exactly why it's not. See, Jameis then got a lot smarter probably just in over a year. You know what I'm saying? He's not making the same decisions that he made in college or coming in coming into the league. He ain't making decisions like that no more. My man done grew up. Right? He saw what Teddy Bridgewater did. He sat back. He learned a couple years under Sean Payton, Drew Brees. He's still young. Jameis Winston's still twenty six. He'll play the next season at twenty six. Right? And so then you might say, oh, well, what if he doesn't play a game? What if Drew Brees doesn't get hurt? Well, think about this. Sure, there's another crop of quarterbacks coming in the draft next year. Definitely a 
better quarterback class. But when you look at NFL free agent quarterbacks for next year, he'll be the best one. He'll be the best one. And if they're not, they'll be signing with their teams like a Deshaun Watson, right? He'll be signing long-term. Patrick Mahomes, long-term. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> That's who that's who Jameis Winston will have to compete with for veteran free agents as far as quarterbacks next season. So he doesn't have to play next year. He don't have to play the five games like Teddy Bridgewater did. He needs to come in, learn the system, and who knows? That could be the system in which he runs next season. Think, folks. Jameis Winston, I said this on my podcast last week. Jameis Winston's going to see what happens, see what happens in the draft. The Saints did not draft the quarterback. It is a perfect situation for him. Sit back, learn from a winning team, a winning culture, a winning coach, a winning quarterback. Sometimes you need to take that step back, and he sees that. He's not looking for no instant gratification. Why? Because he's still young. He's he's 26. He got time. He got time to shine, man. Uh, So... He doesn't have to, Drew Brees doesn't have to get hurt. But if they do, but if he does, knock on wood, we don't want to see the man get hurt. I bet you them Saints going to be in good hands. A hell of a lot better hands they'd be if they had to start Taysom Hill. Part of me want to see Taysom Hill start multiple games at quarterback just so you people could see what, man. (laughs) Anyway. Jameis Winston, New Orleans Saints, great move for the organization. Great move for him. Teddy Bridgewater wasn't willing to wait another year to take over for the Saints. He felt that he'd done his time uh, behind Drew Brees, and he did. He, He put something on tape that was positive. He parlayed that into a new deal with the Panthers. But Jameis Winston... I love this move. The man is making smart decisions. It's about time for us to stop talking about them 30 picks. It was a fun joke for a while, but this man just made the smartest decision of his career. All right, moving on to uh, NFL draft stuff, right? NFL draft was phenomenal. They had to switch it up this year. They made it do what it do. They got it done, and I was more. I'm always locked into the NFL draft, all seven rounds. But I, I was more so, and I hope y'all were too. Just locked in if you just love football like that, because we still don't know for sure what's gonna happen out here. So I hope you enjoy the NFL draft. I hope you enjoy seeing them young dudes, man. Watch their lives change in, in, in one day. Uh, so now all the teams have drafted their new players. Fans of every team have hope of that fifth round pick going on to be a Hall of Fame player. So what also comes with that are NFL draft grades. Every sports website come out with them. Every publication here, there, everywhere you go, there's NFL draft grades, right? And obviously... A lot of them will be different. Some of them 
are way over there. The others is way over there as, as far as to what they think about a team. And let me just tell you, from the beginning, right now, that NFL draft grades just simply suck. They stink. They do you nothing. Because you cannot tell how good a draft class is until the draft class plays. That's how you get a grade. You don't get a you don't get grades in school for how good you think you could do. You get graded on how well you do on a test. Right? You gotta put that pen to that paper. Well nowadays a lot of technology, but you gotta take tests to get the grade. You don't get the grade just by oh oh yeah, he's smart enough to get that A. He studied. No, I wanna see if you study. That how you gonna get the grade. So NFL draft class grades to me personally, and if you really know the game like that, they don't they for entertainment. It's for entertainment, it's to get folks talking. That's what it do. Uh my my cousin who a Cowboys fan, shout out to Will Felix. He's actually an NFL agent. Shout out to them. Uh OSMG agency out of Houston, Texas. He a Cowboys fan and he know I'm a Falcons fan. He sent me a draft grade, right? And, and the first thing I see is Cowboys A plus. I scroll all the way down and the Falcons got a D plus. So, you know, he wanted to get a little roast on. Know what I'm talking about? So my response to that was, I sent them, I sent them like five more draft classes that's all completely different. I said, this don't mean nothing, man. And I said, you Cowboys fan, I said, well, you, you ain't, nobody knew that Dak Prescott in the fourth round of 2016 was going to become a, a, a guy who's bargaining for $35 million a year now. $40 million, whatever you're trying to get. You don't know till they play. The Oakland Raiders, who they kind of like, I don't know, like a laughing stock. Had the best draft class of 2018. Who knew that Max Crosby defensive end in the fourth round would have 10 and a half sacks more, a lot more, than the defensive end they drafted fourth overall in Cleveland Farrell. Hunter Renfro, fifth round receiver, balled out for the Raiders. But I bet you they didn't have no A plus draft grades. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't put no stock in the stuff like that, man. According to NFL Draft Diamonds, going into Week One of the 2019 season, 31 percent of the players on teams was undrafted. 31 percent. So how you having a draft class grade when? A majority of the players ain't even drafted. <laughs> and in that same time, week one, 2019 season, 53.5% of the players on teams were either in the drafted in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and undrafted. That's more than half your players on a team that's fifth, sixth, seventh, and undrafted. So how you rating a draft? class right how do you rate draft class when players that we know players that have put together hall of fame careers weren't even drafted how you grade before you even know huh you heard of tony romo arian foster wes welker cameron Waite, jeff saturday london fletcher malcolm butler super bowl hero doug baldwin 
Russell Wilson's number one receiver for several years. Chris Harris, who just signed another deal, still playing at a top level at corner. Michael Bennett, Jason Peters, Hall of Famer. Antonio Gates, Hall of Famer. James Harrison, Adam Vinatieri, best kicker of all time. All undrafted players. Do I got to continue? Philip Lindsay, Austin Eckler, Adam Thielen, Robbie Anderson, Jack Doyle, Shaq Barrett, just led the lead in sacks and he wasn't even drafted. A.J. Boye, one of the best corners in the league, undrafted. How you got a draft class, bruh? It ain't adding up. Your draft class grades suck. They ass. Miss me with that. Let me see what they do on the field. We will revisit after the season. Then you give out draft class grades. Man, you people with these draft class grades, man, before you see, like, don't show, don't send me no draft class grades. You're going to make me spill my yak. I don't like to spill the yak, especially if it's that henny. So, hey, ease up with the draft class grades. They're being based off of what players did in college and what you think they'll do in the pros. And after all those players I just named, that should show you it don't always work out that way. All right, so staying on the NFL draft, but getting to the actual players that have been drafted, I'm going to go over a few positional players here that, should have some type of impact on their team. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start off with the tight ends because I feel like that's, well, that was the lowest number of skill positions drafted. The first tight end that went off the board in the second round was Cole Kemet. 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 I don't know how to pronounce the dude's name, but I done seen him play. I done watched the game. Notre Dame tight end. That makes him Actually, the 28th tight end on the Bears roster. I'm just kidding, but you know they got 10. As we as we talk today, they got 10 of them. Um, I'll, he should come in, compete for his starting job. He'll play b- beside uh, Jimmy Graham. Don't even know why the Bears signed Jimmy Graham in the first place. Fantasy value has none, really. The, the two tight ends I am looking at are the ones that the Patriots drafted, both in the third round. Devin Asiasi out of UCLA. Dalton Keene out of Virginia Tech. This, I mean, let's be real. This all reminds us of the year that the Patriots drafted Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez in the same draft. Devin Asiasi being Aaron Hernandez on the field. On the field, made that known. Dalton Keene being the Rob Gronkowski to that. So... Both of them are athletic. Asiasi, a little more athletic, a little more quick, keen, more of the bruiser type. Patriots will use both. As we know, the Patriots had the worst set of tight ends in the league last season. Patriots love to use the tight ends. Look out for those guys to be a factor. Uh, Adam Troutman out of Dayton went to the Saints in the third round. He'll learn behind... uh, Damn, I'm drawing a blank. Jared something from the Saints. I'm tripping right now. Jared Cook from the Saints. There you go. Jared Cook. 
he'll 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 learn he'll he's the same type of guy same build uh he should get in there work as number two that's what you hope for in the third round Harrison Bryant more of a lean tight end got drafted by the Browns who already have Austin Hooper and David Njoko on the roster um not seeing that as a major factor Albert O the fastest tight end out of Missouri who went to the Broncos in the fourth round uh He's another speed guy. I feel like this is more so to just load up Drew Locke with weapons. And uh, that's exactly what they did. Speaking of Drew Locke, I'll go to the rookie quarterbacks. You got Joe Burrow there who's, let's be real, he going to start from day one. That's why you took him at number one. He has no injury that's uh, going to keep him from doing that. Uh Andy Dalton, who knows what his fate is. I just know it ain't going to be on that field running the Bengals offense. Joe Burrow will start from week one. His fantasy value, you'll have to check that. Uh, (laughs) He could definitely be a spot starter at some point, kind of like what you did with Daniel Jones last year with the Giants because they'll have weapons. He'll have A.J. Green back, hopefully, if he can stay on the field. He'll have Mixon, one of the underrated running backs in football. <clears throat> have Jonah Williams back at tackle, who he himself, he didn't play last season. And then you still got Tyler Boyd in there. So he'll be a spot starter, at least for the start off. I'm, I'm talking about all these from the jump, like not what you not down the line fantasy. But we know Joe Burrow's a day one starter. To attack Valor, we don't know that for sure, but he's in a good situation because he has Ryan Fitzpatrick in front of him who could start and play and win some games if two is not ready to go. Uh, Justin Herbert, same situation, except he's not coming in with questionable injury history. He does have a good leader in front of him in Tyrod Taylor. Uh, <clears throat> who could start off the season if things go bad for the Chargers, which, to be honest, I don't think it will. But if they do, then you'll see Justin Herbert. Jordan Love, you shouldn't see him for several years. <laughs> you should, I mean, it, it is uh, why you didn't help Aaron Rodgers, Packers. He's still the most talented quarterback in the game. I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes is now. But Aaron Rodgers, you still up there, bruh. Another surprising pick was Jalen Hurts, who went in the second round with a quarter with an over $100 million quarterback already on the roster. Now, early reports is that they're going to use some Taysom Hill package on steroids. I don't even like comparing Jalen Hurts to no goddamn Taysom Hill. Like, no. Don't disrespect Jalen Hurts like that, dog. Like, Jalen Hurts is a quarterback for real out here. That ain't Taysom Hill. Don't even say his name. But anyway, they say they're going to run some type of two-QB system. We a long ways from that. We got to actually see what happens. Rest of the quarterbacks got drafted are just projects. Jacob Eason, big arm for Washington. He'll play behind. Uh, he'll be behind Phillip Rivers, hopefully, for the whole year. James Morgan, another project, uh, which was, it was a little shocking. But then again, Sam Darnold hasn't exactly proven himself. But no worries, Sam Darnold. 
will uh, still be the guy. Running backs, uh, this is running backs. This is uh, the the fun part, right? Um, uh, as far as fantasy football goes, when these when this draft class of running backs got picked their weekend, it ruined a lot of fantasy backfields. And there's so many running backs that got drafted that could be a factor. And I'm talking about like all the way up into the fifth round. Like dudes could be even even later than that. Because again, with running backs, you never know. You never know. Aaron Foster, undrafted. Remember, we mentioned him. Uh, so we got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who was the first running back taken and the only one taken in the first round. Man, I love this fit. Um, he would not be a workhorse off the bat unless somehow Chiefs running backs, the Williams guys, find themselves hurt, which they have. Uh, <clears throat> nonetheless, whether Edward Solaire gets a full workload or not, he probably won't. He will still be extremely valuable to this team. They're already making the comparisons of Brian Westbrook, and Andy Reid said he's actually better than Brian Westbrook. DeAndre Swift, highly talented player, can do it all, catch out the backfield, run between the tackles, low center of gravity, like Clyde edwards Lair. The only problem I have with this is he played for the damn Detroit Lions, and that's a big old problem for me. Like, it, and it's clear to be great you have to have Barry Sanders type talent now he's not that so to succeed for the Lions you need talent like Megatron and Barry Sanders so playing for the Lions as a running back I'm scared for you bruh third running back taking with Jonathan Taylor uh now he's on the Colts and you know their top running back last year was Marlon Matt. If there's any, a lot of these running backs are going into situations where they already have a lead back, and if there's one running back that I feel who could just come in and take the spot, just strong on that thing, away from the start running back, it's Jonathan Taylor. Think about it. Jonathan Taylor is a down the hill runner. He's a home run runner. He got the speed too. He got the speed. He got the power. Now, Frank Wright, co-head coach, who is the offense coordinator when the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple years back. Remember how Jay Ajayi ran them to the Super Bowl. That's the type of bat the Colts want because that's the type of bat that Frank Wright likes. And he got him in Jonathan Taylor. So I could see him taking that over at some point. The fourth rookie running back taken, which is my favorite. And I've been talking about it since February. Cameron Akers, FSU running back now on the uh, Los Angeles Rams, got picked up in the middle of the second round. He, to me, goes into the best situation to become a lead running back. Now, the Rams said they want to use some type of committee, but make no mistake, folks, Cameron Akers is better than Daryl Henderson, way better than Daryl Henderson. He's better than Malcolm Brown. He, if he comes in, he practice, he get his mental right, he get his reps in, he will easily be the the top running back for that team easily. And I can't wait to see it. That's why I have finishing in fantasy as my rookie running back number one. J.K. Dobbins, Ohio State, ends up in an even better situation because it's 
the better team. He won't be <clears throat> uh, dependent upon the start and carry the load right away, obviously, because Mark Ingram is there. You got Gus Edwards, and you still got Justice Hill hovering around there. So, uh, But as much as they run the ball, they're going to need all them legs in there running, man. They're going to need all them legs in running. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is a guy uh, you could probably stash. He's more of a dynasty fantasy type of guy, but uh, you you uh, I, I like the situation he's in. Now, the first head scratcher at running back we all thought was A.J. Dillon from Boston College. Which, in, in the second round, for that team, it I mean, I kind of get it and I kind of don't. Since they had the two running backs already, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones. But now you got Dylan, who a bruiser, and he run a 4-5. Like, he big and fast. Shouldn't, he might steal some goal line touchdowns. That what I see. He'll he'll have some type of short yardage roll, cause you're 250 pound. That what you do. Um, <clears throat> everyone was waiting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to draft the running back, cause obviously, if they would have took a running back in the first or second round, everybody would have been like, "Oh my God, that's the back right there." Well, they waited to the third round, which still could you know end up being something special. Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt. He's a all uh, he's a do it all back. I would say he's all purpose. He'll come in probably split time with Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones will be more the uh the speed guy, but then he could run in between the tackles as well. Uh <clears throat> you just kinda gotta you gotta take your time, let let it let's see let it let's see what happened with that. But Brady, his whole career, used multiple backs. He used multiple backs who can catch the ball out of the backfield. There there should be some type of timeshare there. Folks, everybody's sharing carries nowadays in football, most of them. Most running backs are sharing carries. There are very few who got true workhorse roles. That's why in fantasy, you got to make sure you get them. Don't take no receiver early, man. Get them running backs who getting all them carries, bruh. Uh, Devin Singletary Truthers was uh, scared off once uh, Zach Moss got drafted in the third round. Another guy who will have a role. Still expect Devin Singletary to be the guy. They like him a lot there. Darrington Evans out of App State winning the third round to the Titans. Doesn't mean much for Derrick Henry. They just want to get a speed guy to be a lightning to the thunder or thunder to the lightning, however that go. Uh, I thought Josh Kelly out of UCLA was an interesting pick because uh, he kind of resembles Justin Jackson, so he has a chance to have a role. Eckler should see the most touches out of that backfield. Those are, man, We that's only the, that's only up to the, the first, that's the first four rounds of running backs. You still got LaMichael P. Ryan, Anthony McFarland, DJ Dallas. Guys with injuries and how you perform when you come to camp, man. Anything could happen. For the receivers, it was 36 receivers <laughs> drafted. It was 36 receivers drafted. 
in this 2020 draft, man. So I ain't going over every every one of them. I'm going to go over some where I think they have the best position to succeed. And the receiver that I think is in the best position to succeed individually right now is Jalen Rager out of TCU with the Eagles. Look, I know you're going to say C.D. Lamb or or, or Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs, but nah, bro, look. The Eagles had receiver troubles. They they had no receivers that could stay healthy. And who's to say that the veterans like Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey will still be on the roster? I hope Deshaun Jackson did because I messed with him heavy. But Carson Wentz, we all know, didn't have a 500-yard receiver last season. Jalen Rager with that speed and agility and ability to return the ball. He'll have the best opportunity because they don't have receivers that's really established right now. Jerry Judy, uh, he'll go in and he'll, he'll compete for targets with Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant. C.D. Lamb will compete for targets with, uh, with, with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Now, both of those are Lamb and Judy are in great situations for regular football. Don't get me wrong. Now, the Raiders... They went on ahead and drafted three receivers <laughs> and drafted one last year. So they got Ruggs, Brian Edwards from South Carolina, and Lynn Bowden. I figure the Raiders are just going to be like, hey, y'all boys compete, and we going to see who the man is. Like, that got to be they thinking because I don't see else why you would draft three receivers in your first four picks. But listen, guys. So much talent, like T. Higgins, Clemson, Bengals. He'll learn from A.J. Green, Brandon Ayuk, who once he got drafted, I didn't love the situation fantasy-wise, but once Marquise Goodwin got traded, I like it a little more. I still expect Debo Samuels to be a number one receiver. Justin Jefferson should should slide right in and take Stephon Diggs' spot. This class was so deep, man. You got receivers in the sixth round who could be <clears throat> who could be uh an asset to their teams or even your fantasy teams. Look, j- just a random guy, Quez Watkins out of Southern Miss, got picked up by the Eagles, right? <laughs> the Eagles. Dude ran a four three five. Like the the class is deep. Denzel Mims. Van Jefferson, now on the Rams. You got LaVisca Chenault, Jacksonville, Michael Pittman Jr., who I love, and I think he could step into the situation and be a factor. It's just so many receivers, man. Uh, Devin Duvernay, Ravens, another 4-3 guy at Lamar Jackson disposal. Uh, But for right now, I like Jalen Rager as my wide receiver one for the rookies. So, that's a little output from me on the rookies. Cool. We'll see how I shake out. Again, These all, all, there's people that I ain't even named who's going to end up being superstars in this league. Folks, that's why, again, draft classes do not matter. Do you know the chances that C.D. Lamb 
nor Jerry Judy end up the best receiver in this class, chances are great. Chances are great. But the best thing about it is we get to we, we get to speculate. We get to make predictions. We get to guess and the guys who write. We get to praise. You don't. You get your ass roasted. Alright, folks, I'm gonna check, I'm gonna sign off now. Until next time, Lord don't lose. Work, 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 work. That's hard work, that's hard work, that's hard work. Yeah.